Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm Megan, and this show is basically e-news, but for all things Bravo-related. New episodes are out on every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so that episodes automatically download to your phone. And just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you listen to your show and leave a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's super helpful for the show and also allows for fellow Bravo lovers to find out about the show. So today is usually my Monday episode. It's a little bit meatier, but long story short, if I'm just being honest with you guys, I've been really stressed out lately. I'm starting a new job starting technically today. I'm recording on Sunday, but my new job begins on today, Monday. So once I kind of get settled in my new world, I will definitely be back to creating the awesome content that we want. So Monday's episode is usually the meat and potatoes of what's going on in the week, and then Thursday's is kind of like the throwaway kind of other things that are happening. I'm actually going to be switching things up. My friend Ian, who was on episode 47 and back on episode 40, he's going to be coming on as kind of like my Thursday correspondent, helping me kind of navigate through the topics, and... Thursday episodes will also now be for bonus content, so if I create like a random bonus episode or if I do a awesome interview, those are going to be on Thursday. So definitely tune in for that, and also at the end of every Thursday episode, we're going to be now doing like a fun little mailbag. So shoot an email to bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any questions or any fun things that you want us to discuss. So these questions can literally range from like, what is the dress that Tinsley wore to the restaurant with her mother when they ordered champagne? Or it can be something a little bit more meaty where it's like, what do you think is going to be the trajectory of Nene Leakes and Greg Leakes' relationship on Atlanta? So be sure to shoot us an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with just any questions. And we're going to discuss those on Thursday. So let's just jump right into news you guys, we have real depressing news coming out of Miami. Marisol Pattons, she was one of the stars of the Real Housewives of Miami from seasons one and two, but then she also came on as a friend of for season three. Her mother, Elsa, who, Mama Elsa, if anybody is a Real Housewives fan, you know she is like one of the most iconic characters of all Housewives history. Elsa Patton unfortunately passed away this past weekend at the tender age of 84 super sad. She's definitely been sick for the last few years. However, hearing about her death was really depressing. Obviously, over Mother's Day weekend is not fun. So the family announced her passing in a statement to page six, saying our beloved Elsa Patton, aka Mama Elsa, passed away over Mother's Day weekend after a long illness. She was surrounded by her family and close friends. She was predeceased by her husband of 50 years, Donald Patton, who passed away last February of 2018. So at least Elsa is going up to heaven to be with her husband Donald, but it is still super, super, super sad. You know, if you watch The Real Housewives of Miami, which you guys know, it was a three-season wonder, which I'm so surprised it never came back, but that's also so bravo for them to, like, to withhold awesome content from us. But, you know, obviously the show's been over for a few years now, but... Mama Elsa is someone who kind of like permeates her brain. So I just was so sad when I heard that she passed away. You know, Marisol seemed really kind of like genuine and nice and a little bit naive on the show. And you saw her like get married to that guy in Aspen where she was wearing like the white shrug. I don't know. The whole thing was kind of like a mess and obviously they're not together anymore. But I'm wishing well for Marisol and her family and RIP Elsa, you were truly iconic on Miami. 
So the Real Housewives of Dallas star Deandra Simmons just started a podcast with her mom, Mama D, called I Don't Give a Rip. And obviously you guys can find it on anywhere you hear podcasts, but the two of them basically just shoot the shit, talking everything about relationships, finances, you know, business, career, just everything you want basically in a podcast and I didn't really know I needed this show until I started listening and hearing Deandra and Mama D just kind of talk through you know things of their past and things that they feel like they have wisdom on is insane. I definitely definitely am telling you guys to check it out and unlike other shows where it's like a bravo celebrity or like you know some rogue from the bachelor gets a podcast they have a woman named amy who's actually kind of hosting the show so she guides conversations and allows for conversations to be naturally had without you know it going haywire she was actually on a radio show called the dominic natty show which again like who is listening so she was on the show kind of sharing her thoughts and experiences with fellow Real Housewives franchises. And so she said on this podcast that her biggest divas would be a toss-up between Lisa Vanderpump and Bethany Frankel. So this is not groundbreaking news. Who didn't think Lisa Vanderpump or Bethany Frankel wouldn't be the biggest divas in the Bravo Housewives world? Honestly, if they weren't, I'd be terribly surprised. And honestly, I feel like Lisa Vanderpump would also be offended if she wasn't considered, like, one of the bigger divas. She also mentioned that the biggest snob she ever met was Sonia Morgan from New York, which is crazy to me. So she said, quote, My husband is a photographer, and we had a big gala in Dallas, and one of the housewives from New York was there, and I said hello to her. She was just a snob. I'll just tell you, it was Sonia Morgan. She was a kind of snob, and my... She was kind of a snob, and my husband took her photograph, and I guess because it was my second season of Dallas, I don't know what it is. She was kind of snotty to me. She finishes saying, I guess they think, well, they don't know if we're going to stick around or not, which is so funny because we all know that there are Real Housewives franchise tiers. New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, those are tier one. Tier two, I would say, Jersey, O.C., Tier 3, you know, Dallas, Potomac, and then any international brand. However, I love Potomac and I love Dallas so much, so I don't believe in this tier system. However, in terms of like Andy's world and celebrity pop culture world, that is the truth. So her saying that Sonia was kind of a brat to her is not really surprising because I could see Sonia kind of like lifting her nose at meeting Deandra. However, maybe Sonia doesn't know Deandra is from like true old money and like is actually from like a badass family with like actual roots in, you know, money and society. And Sonia, like baby girl, don't forget, did marry into this. <laughs> so like you were not born with this in the same way Deandra was. Or she was like, yeah, I had like 250 dresses when I was 11. I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but it was just interesting. I just couldn't imagine meeting Sonia and thinking she was snobby. You know, you we always see Sonia as like the good time gal. Like on one of the most recent episodes of New York, we see her like randomly holding a baby at the Big Apple Circus. Like, and the father was like, 
her diaper's full of shit. Sonia's like, don't worry, babe. I deal with shit all the time. Like, that is so Sonia. So I was actually genuinely surprised when she called her a snob. But I don't know. There's, I feel like, that side we see of Sonia where she comes out and she thinks, like, her shit doesn't stink. But it's like, girl, no. But I think that's why we love watching Sonia. There's, like, a little bit of a delusion behind her mindset of, like, who she is versus who she portrays that she thinks she is. So that's always been kind of exciting to watch but if you guys are listening definitely check out Deandra's podcast with her mom I don't give a rip it is super funny the two of them basically just talk about their lives they talk a lot about Deandra's childhood which is crazy because I don't know if you like really listen to what people are saying there was a lot of like weird sexual shit when they were when Deandra was a child and I don't know so you can kind of look into that as you want I don't want (laughs) to say anything I don't want to say anything but it's kind of interesting if you listen to more into that there's a whole conversation about money um financial infidelity which kind of breaks down spending versus telling your husband what you're spending whatever mama d opens up about this hundred fifteen thousand dollar chinchilla coat she purchased which is just like a little bit isolating for your listenership because most of us are probably just trying to like put food on the table you know pay back college loans you know etc etc and she's like I couldn't find this coat and I had to get my furrier in Los Angeles to prop I'm like girl like you don't know shit but Dee did say that her ex-husband Glenn didn't give a fuck about her spending and he all he wanted was for her to be happy so I kind of love that for her (laughs) so dark speaking of people who should probably be watching their spending real housewives of orange county star gretchen rossi is in danger of losing her oc home due to floor closure supposedly she owes 26k for this property she bought this place back in 2005 for 540,000. And now, according to court documents, Quality Learning Service Corporation is putting Rossi on notice of default, letting her know if she doesn't pay up quickly, they will foreclose on her house and sell it at auction, which is really fucking dark. Obviously, back on episode 29, we announced her pregnancy of having this cute little baby girl. She's got about two and a half months away from actually having her child. So this is so depressing that all this is kind of coming to fruition. We know she is engaged to Slade Smiley, who... God knows hasn't had a job in a decade. So I don't really know where any of their income is really coming from. I doubt Gretchen Christine Butte is making, um, you know, like Fenty or or Kylie Cosmetics money. So I'm not really banking on that for her main source of income. I know they've been showing CBD products in the last few months. But again, I don't know how well that's working for them. But I'm hoping they can kind of figure this out baby comes in two and a half months so something's got to give this baby needs a place to sleep it's actually not surprising on her and Slade were at Countess Luann's show back in Los Angeles a few weekends ago because those two will go to an opening of an envelope but she did have the classic hand on her baby bump a la Meghan Markle and I saw this amazing meme that basically said like Meghan Markle's baby is going to come out with the handprint on its forehead and I'm pretty sure the same is gonna happen with the Gretchen like you guys if I ever have a kid please call me out if I keep putting my hand on my stomach as if like I need to like remind everybody that like I'm 50 pounds heavier 
I don't know. Poor girl, though. I hope she figures this out. It's 25k, so hopefully she could sell some, you know, trashy purses or, like, Hervé Leger dresses on Poshmark and make it back. <laughs> I'm a terrorist. <laughs> So moving on to Real Housewives of New Jersey news, back on episode 20, we spoke about how former star of Real Housewives of New Jersey, Dina Manzo, was one, robbed, and two, potentially married. This week, we have confirmation that she was actually married back on June 28th, 2017, so it's been almost two years of her being married to her husband, David, and so that's kind of great. Good for her. I kind of love that she did like a DL marriage. So just an FYI, David Canton, according to Wikipedia, is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and cancer survivor. He's also from Jersey and has three kids. And obviously they met, I'm not sure, in New Jersey or in California, but they currently live in Malibu together. So back in May of 2017, we saw that Dina was actually at Adriana, who is Teresa Giudice's fourth daughter. She was at her communion party. The couple came back to their Malibu mansion and was attacked as soon as they entered the residence. David was hit in the head with a baseball bat, and the thieves struck Dina in the head and the face. So the suspects ended up zip-tying the couple together while the intruders searched the house for valuables. This is truly so traumatizing. I cannot even imagine this happening. But luckily, one of the burglars has been caught. His name is James Maniello. He's 51 years old, and he's currently in the custody of the New Jersey Police Department. He's being charged with burglary charge, a theft charge, multiple robbery charges, and multiple assault charges. He's also facing other additional charges, and the CNA evidence helped the police identify that he was one of the two burglars who attacked Dina and David. So I'm just so happy. I think, thank God, that they're getting a little bit of justice because... Nobody deserves to be zip-tied while intruders search their homes. I would, I don't know how I would really survive that because that sounds really, really terrible. She went on Instagram and posted a beautiful photo saying the bride wore a dress from her closet, an orange blossom in her hair, and carried a cowl lily from her Malibu garden in front of the gorgeous Pacific, surrounded by nature and puppies. They promised to be there in good times and bad. A simple, meaningful wedding on a date chosen by the stars, and so it is. She also added... The wedding date and hashtag third time's a charm. So I'm just so happy for Tina Manzo getting a little bit of the justice she deserves from these ridiculous burglaries and hopefully they got some of the stuff that was actually taken from them. So moving on to my favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week and I just have to say it is the Real Housewives of Potomac coming back to our screens every Sunday night. You guys need to be watching Potomac. Obviously if you listen to the show you know I'm ride or die Potomac. This entire season, I have a feeling, is going to be amazing. But the most important thing I think I saw this week was the fight between Candace and her mother. If you guys don't know, Candace came on to the show in season three and was dating a man and they were engaged. And now we're doing like the whole wedding plot line. However, Candace has like a major dependency on her mother. Her mom is a therapist. However, she's incredibly emotionally abusive towards her. And the entire situation is just riveting to watch but evidently Candace's father who is no longer with her mother had a child out of wedlock with another woman when they were in college or something 
And so her mom has been dealing with this illegitimate child for 30 years. She wants nothing to do with him, duh. So the entire fight between Candace and her mother has to do with her half-brother coming to the wedding or not. And the entire thing is just riveting to watch. And I just want to tell everybody, go watch the season one premiere episode because that'll definitely be a good intro into the past seasons. And then just go on to Hulu and watch. You have no excuse. <laughs> But definitely give it a watch. Obviously, there's Giselle and Karen drama, Juan and Robin, which is, like, such a joke. Like, Robin, oh my god. That is hard to watch, I will say that. But then we see, you know, Ashley and Michael. And, you guys, back on episode one, we reported on how Michael Darby from Potomac was feeling up on the butt of a cameraman from the show. And you guys, this is like our first lifespan episode, so it only took seven months for us to get here, but it's finally showing on the screen, so definitely, honestly, check back to episode one, hear all the news on that, and then go and watch Potomac with fresh eyes, because it's really interesting to kind of see where we are in the news sense versus what is being shown on television, so definitely check that out. But this actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening. And Thursday's episode is going to be amazing. So please check back and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities.